Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Crossover Across Time podcast for our Tuesday edition for uh, week 18, February 14th of 2023. Uh, thanks again, everyone, for listening. We really appreciate you tuning in. I'm your host, Karsten. Uh, for today's show, we'll do our normal game summaries and latest news around the league. And then for our awards race conversation, I think we'll change it up a little bit, kind of like we did last week, doing something different. We'll do uh, something entirely different from that. And that will be uh, since there was the announcement, and we'll uh, get to the specifics of that with our key news, but the announcement of the participants for the All-Star Saturday night events. I thought it would be pertinent, pertinent and a little bit fun to talk about who I think uh, you know, stands a good chance of winning these events, uh, as well as the the MVP for the All Star Game the following day on Sunday. Uh, so that's what we'll do with the award chase conversation. Um, kind of put the regular season MVP, Defensive Player of the Year conversation. Uh, you know, push that back a couple of weeks till we have maybe a little bit more to talk about once we're post All Star break and looking towards the playoffs. We'll kind of revisit that conversation. Um, But otherwise, that's the plan for today. Let's start with the game summaries. We had 11 games last night. Uh, Let me double check. Yes, 11 games Monday night. Um, So let's dive right into those. Firstly, uh, the Charlotte Hornets went at home against the Atlanta Hawks in a high-scoring game, 144-138. to Um, Yeah, the, the Hornets never trailed in this game. Hawks were competitive, but it was you know, just an offensive onslaught for both teams. Um, for Atlanta, Trey Young leading the charge, as you'd expect, 25 points, 14 assists, uh, five turnovers, a touch high, but not too bad. Uh, DeJounte Murray added 20 points, 22 points from Clint Capella. Uh, they got 12 from DeAndre Hunter and 12 from the newest addition to the Hawks, Sadiq Bey. Uh, so good to see him playing for Atlanta. Uh, a couple guys in double figures off the bench, but for Charlotte, uh, LaMelo Ball, 30 points, 15 assists uh, with six rebounds. Nice game for him. Uh, 30 points without a foul line trip. So very impressive uh, scoring for him. 29 for Terry Rozier, that backcourt tandem. Uh, if the Hornets are going to win this season, they, they kind of have to be productive. Uh, 26 from Gordon Hayward, 22 for P.J. Washington, uh, 15 with five boards, Two steals and two blocks for the rookie center, Mark Williams, getting the start. I like to see that. I like his potential as a center in this league. Uh, and then 12 off the bench for Dennis Smith Jr. So, yeah, high scoring. Uh, Hornets maybe starting to find a bit of a rhythm now that Lomelo's more consistently in the lineup. Uh, so a nice win for them. Next, the Cleveland Cavaliers continue the San Antonio Spurs misery. Uh, they win at home 117-109 to 109 against the visiting Spurs. Uh, Donovan Mitchell has a big game, not too much of a contest, uh, unfortunately, for the Spurs. Uh, they were led by Keldon Johnson and his 25 points starting at guard this time. Uh, he continues to be their kind of main focal point, their star player for this season and this team. Um, all the other starters did score in double figures, and they had 12 off the bench from Devontae Graham, but for the Cavs, Donovan Mitchell's 41 points was just a little bit too much for San Antonio to overcome. They also had 16 with seven assists from Darius Garland and 17 with 11 boards for Jarrett Allen as the Cavaliers. Uh, again, they continue that losing streak for San Antonio. Hopefully they can, uh, they can right the ship sooner rather than later. Uh, next, 
uh, game I was happy to see. Uh, the Jazz did get a win in Indiana, Indianapolis, Indiana against the Pacers, uh, 123 to 117. Uh, and the Pacers rallied late, but the Jazz were able to hold that off. It was back and forth throughout the game, though. 15 lead changes in this one. Uh, Jazz able to win it in the end. For the Pacers, Tyrese Halliburton, the all-star this season, a great game. 30 points, 12 assists, three steals and a block, uh, doing kind of everything you expect him to. 21 off the bench for Matherin, the rookie uh, stellar scoring guard. Uh, 19 as well for Aaron Neesmith. However, for the Jazz, they had 29 each for Jordan Clarkson and Lowry Markkinen. Markkinen also had 11 rebounds. Olenek added 18 and 10 of his own, and 18 points for Colin Sexton as the Jazz get this win on the road. Um, next, the Philadelphia 76ers win at home against the Houston Rockets, 123 to 104. Uh, not too much of a competition here. Uh, competitive through the first half, but then the Sixers pulled out to a big lead in the second and then uh, never really looked back from there. Uh, for the Rockets, Jalen Green once again leading the way scoring-wise, 29 points, not great percentages, but still high scoring. Uh, 15 points for Kenny Martin Jr., 10 and 12 for Jabari Smith Jr. But for the Sixers, uh, Joel Embiid and James Harden continue to combine for for great performances. Embiid was 23 points. Uh, Harden was 28 points and 10 assists. Maxi off the bench adds 26 points, and the Sixers get that win against the Houston Rockets. Next, the Denver Nuggets win in Miami against the Heat, 112 to 108. In a uh, despite the Nuggets missing some guys with injury. Um, Similar to the last one we talked about, back and forth through the first, but then the Nuggets took a, a little more of a substantial or a continuous lead in that second half. That's the word I'm looking for. For Miami, uh, Max Struess and Jimmy Butler uh, leading this offensive chart for them, 24 points and 10 rebounds for Jimmy Butler, along with nine assists, nearly a triple-double. 23 points for Max Struess, 19 points for Bam Adebayo, uh, and 10 points off the bench for the recent uh, – 10-day contract signee, Jamari Buea. Uh, Hopefully I'm pronouncing that right. I do apologize. Um, but for the Nuggets, um, Nikola Jokic, 27 points, 12 rebounds, 8 assists. Uh, what else is new? Kind of hard to overcome that. Again, they were a little bit shorthanded. No Jamal Murray in this game. No Aaron Gordon as well. Uh, but regardless, still able to get the win. They had seven players in double-figure scoring, uh, including 17 for Michael Porter Jr., and uh, 16 for Bruce Brown in that starting lineup. So they're able to still get that win in Miami, a big win when you're missing those kind of players. Next, uh, the quote-unquote battle of the Burroughs, uh, more of a exciting name. We haven't seen as many stellar contests and rivalry between these two teams um, as you'd expect. And at this current moment, it looks like the Knicks are going to finish the season as a better team, uh, and they get the win here at home in the garden against the visiting Brooklyn Nets, 124 to 106. Uh, and Jalen Brunson has a nice game in this one back and forth through much of the game, but then the Knicks able to control the fourth quarter for the Nets. Spencer Dinwiddie had 28 points, four assists, three boards, uh, 14 points for Cameron Johnson, 11 points for Nick Claxton, the only double figure scorers for the Nets, but for the Knicks, Jalen Brunson, 40 points, five assists, uh, kind of his, post uh, all-star snub campaign, if you will. He's been on a torrid stretch, shooting the ball, uh, powering the Knicks to uh, winning basketball. They've already been winning, but maybe even a little bit better over the last few weeks. 
Julius Randle adds 18 points and 10 rebounds. The consolation is that Randle is an all-star, so they, the Knicks are still getting some recognition there. 27 off the bench for the recent addition, Josh Hart, and the Knicks looking very solid as they get that win against the Brooklyn Nets. Next, the Magic, the Orlando Magic, win on the road in Chicago against the Bulls. Uh, an upset, of, if you will. The Bulls lose their fourth straight game in this one. Uh, and the Magic never really uh, had too much competition from the Bulls. I mean, the Bulls certainly didn't roll over, but, uh, you know, Magic had, held some substantial leads in this game. For the Bulls, Zach Levine had 26 points and nine rebounds. Busevich with 13 and 13. 19 points for DeMar DeRozan. Outside of those three, the only other, you know, solid performance was 12 points from Kobe White. I mean, these guys all, you know, played well. I I'm, I'm, feel like I'm really going against the Bulls here. I do apologize. I'm not intending to do that. Uh, they just kind of had a slump game here. They've they've had some struggles lately. Uh, for the Magic, they had 22 points for Paolo Bancaro, 18 each for Franz Wagner and Markel Fultz. Markel Fultz also had 10 rebounds and 9 assists, nearly getting his own triple-double and 15.7 boards for Wendell Carter Jr. The Magic just kind of been more potent than you'd expect, especially over the last month or two, and um, they get that win against Chicago. Again, I apologize. I wasn't meaning to attack the Bulls by any means. They just have struggled over the last few games, uh, it seems. Next, the New Orleans Pelicans win in Oklahoma City against the Thunder, 103-100. to um, Kind of mentioned uh, either last episode or the, maybe it was Friday's episode, uh, these games between Pelicans and Thunder in Oklahoma City, for some reason, there's always something exciting. Uh, this one didn't seem to disappoint, disappoint as uh, as it seems the Thunder rallied in the last few minutes and made it an exciting fourth quarter, but the Pelicans still able to win that game. Uh, in fact, they never trailed at any point in this game. Um, for the Thunder, Shea Gilders-Alexander, you'd expect him to be the standout. 24 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists. Uh, they also got 22 from Jalen Williams. That's L-E-N Williams. Uh, 17 and 7 boards for Josh Giddy. 16 off the bench for Isaiah Joe. But for the Pelicans, it was Brandon Ingram continuing to uh, carry a heavier load in the absence of Zion Williamson, especially with that recent news of his setback with his injury rehab. Uh, we once again wish him the best in his recovery. Uh, meanwhile, the Pelicans are needing to fill that void until Zion is able to return. Brandon Ingram doing a great job, 34 points, four rebounds. Um, they had, let's see, four other double-figure scorers, including 14 each from Jose Alvarado getting the start and uh, Jonas Valanciunas, and the Pelicans able to get that win in a bit of a lower-scoring affair for those two teams. Three more games to talk about here. Firstly, the Minnesota Timberwolves win in Dallas against the Mavericks in a close game, 124 to 121. Um the Timberwolves held a lead as much as 26 points in midway through the third quarter. Mavericks scrapped to bring it close and have a chance to win it, unable to, uh, you know, complete that comeback, uh, as it were. For the Mavericks, Kyrie and Luka Doncic combining for the type of game that you would dream as a Mavericks fan that they could do kind of every night. You know, Irving with 36 points, six assists, two steals, and a block. Luca with 33 points, 12 boards, six assists. Uh, incredible two-man game, dynamic duo there. 24 off the bench for Christian Wood. He continues to be a standout. But outside of those three, the Mavericks struggled to find a lot of additional offense. Uh, meanwhile, the Timberwolves were a much more balanced effort. Six guys with uh, more 10 or more points. The leading scorer being Anthony Edwards with his 32 points, the recent all-star 
player named an all-star, excuse me, in relief of, uh, uh, you know, replacing an injured player. Congratulations to him again for that. Uh, And he continues to show that he's uh, not an afterthought in that sense that he's, you know, well-deserving of an all-star spot as much as anyone in the NBA. Gobert with a nice game, 21 points, 14 rebounds. Uh, They also had 19 points from Jaden McDaniels. And uh, 12 each for Mike Conley and Kyle Anderson. Mike Conley making his debut for the Timberwolves. And they get that win in Dallas. Big win for them. Uh, next, the Golden State Warriors win at home against the Washington Wizards, 135-126. to 126. Uh, Andrew Wiggins a big part of that as the Warriors uh, own the second half. They never trail in that second half, uh, despite a first-half substantial lead from the Wizards. Uh, for the Wizards, they were led by Kristaps Porzingis and Bradley Beal. 34.7 boards for Porzingis, 33 points for Bradley Beal, uh, 13 off the bench for Kendrick Nunn, and 10 off the bench for DeLon Wright for the Warriors. Uh, six guys with 10 or more points, 29 of those from Andrew Wiggins, uh, 13 points, 13 boards for Kevon Looney, 27 points for Clay Thompson, and uh, 17 off the bench for Dante DiVincenzo as well as 14 each for Jordan Poole to Michael Green as they get that win against the Wizards. Uh, they did also face off tonight. They had a back-to-back uh, with Warriors home game, both you know with the Wizards. I think the NBA has been scheduling more of those lately. Um, just kind of, you know, changes to the scheduling. Um, so, anyways, worth noting. Finally, the Portland Trailblazers win at home against the Los Angeles Lakers, 127-115, thanks to a, another strong game from Damian Lillard. And uh, after the first quarter, the Trailblazers uh, never led by less than uh, 10 points. I mean, they they controlled this game throughout. They led by as much as 27. Uh, For the Lakers, still without LeBron, he's just been getting a little bit more rest with that uh, ankle-slash-foot situation. He should hopefully be back for them soon. Uh, Leading the charge in his absence, Anthony Davis. 19 points and 20 rebounds, maybe his best rebounding game this season, uh, certainly one of his better ones, along with three blocks, uh, you know, doing his share. Uh, seems like he's pretty much fully back from that injury. Um, they had 22 points off the bench from Malik Beasley. He was their leading scorer, uh, and they had a couple of the guys with uh, 10 or more points. But for the Trailblazers, we mentioned Lillard, 40 points, six boards, and five assists on some stellar percentages. Got 14 each from Matisse Thibel and Anthony Simons, both of them starting. Congratulations to Thibel getting his first uh, game in with the Trailblazers, as well as Cam Reddish. He started for the, the Trailblazers along with those guys. And four, 15 off the bench for Shaden Sharp. So uh, strong game for the Trailblazers as a whole. Great game for Lillard in particular. And they get that win against the Los Angeles Lakers. And that takes care of our... Uh, games from last night's action let's go ahead and move forward to the key news uh firstly the one that i talked about just before we got started with our game summaries uh the all-star saturday night event contestants have been officially announced so i'll go ahead and run through those with you right now um if you're a member and i actually want to look this up uh so i can remember exactly but last year's skills challenge they did uh it, it kind of retooled the structure of it a little bit they had a few they had a handful of teams so they had uh, a cavaliers team a rookie team and uh oh and team antenna 
So it looks like they're keeping that same structure for the most part because Cleveland was a host city for the last All-Star break. Uh, so they're doing the same kind of thing this year. Um, the team, the Antetokounmpo's, that team is intact. It's Giannis, Tanasis, and Alex, the three Antetokounmpo brothers. So that's fun for the skills challenge. Uh, this year, since Utah is a host city, we have Team Jazz. That will be Jordan Clarkson, Colin Sexton, and Walker Kessler. And then for Team Rooks, the team of rookie players, we have Paolo Bancaro, Jaden Ivey, and Jabari Smith Jr. So those are your three teams for the Skills Challenge. Uh, congratulations to all those players. It should be a fun event. Next, our three-point contest field. Uh, this should be a very exciting one. I feel like all these guys are pretty good. We've got Damian Lillard, Jason Tatum, Tyrese Halliburton, Lowry Markinen, Tyler Hero, Buddy Heald, Anthony Simons, and Kevin Herter. Um, again, congrats to all these guys. Hats off to the way they've been shooting it this season. Um, it should be an exciting contest there as well. And finally, the slam dunk contest. There's the four contestants there are Trey Murphy the third, Kenyon Martin Jr., Jericho Sims, and in a surprise pick, um, the NBA looks like they're starting a new trend where they're going to have one G League player every year. Uh, we'll see how long that you know goes. Maybe it's successful. Maybe it's not. But they this year they've picked Mac McClung. Uh, so interesting to note. He's been a guy that's been noteworthy on social media at different points for his dunks in either G League games or spot minutes in the NBA, uh, as well as his collegiate career and high school career. So uh, a great field. I think all of these challenges and, and contests have great picks, and uh, all of these have the potential to be very memorable uh, iterations of these contests. So, uh, you know, hats off again to these guys for getting named. And, uh, you know, now we have a little bit more uh, of an idea what to look forward to this weekend. And uh, I'm excited about it. Uh, along with that, the All-Star Court, the uh, special design court for the All-Star game itself uh, has been officially unveiled. Um, kind of keeping with what they did last year with Cleveland, the court itself is, you know, based very much on the host teams, uh, you know, colors and uniforms and things like that. Uh, so for, for this one, it's a, it's a black uh, baseline and sideline all around uh, white lettering. And then the key area looks like it's that yellow. So that's fitting the, the recently updated jazz colors. Uh, and then on the court itself, the main part of the court, there is a uh, mountain highlight, of course, you know, you think of Utah and the Jazz specifically, one of the, some of their most memorable uniforms are the mountain uniforms. Uh, so it's an obvious nod there. There's specifically five mountains because there's five players on the court. And so there's a little bit of, you know, that symbolism we all love to hear about. But uh, regardless, it's a nice looking court. It's a touch simple, but I think sometimes it's better to go a little bit simple than maybe too, uh, too overwhelming, too complex. So uh, it's a cool design. Last, we have a couple uh, transactions to note. For Philadelphia, they have waived forward uh, Justin Champagny. Is it Justin or Julian? I got to double check that because I think they're brothers that have been in the league um, over the last couple of seasons, so I get them mixed up. Uh, Julian, sorry. It's Julian Champagny. And again, I hope I'm pronouncing that last name correctly. Um so they have waived him. He was a two-way contract, and they're replacing his contract, interestingly enough, with Mac McClung. Um, 
you know, it had been rumored for a long time. It wasn't official, but there was unofficial talk that Mac McClung would be in this year's dunk contest. And they named him, you know, today officially as a member of the dunk contest or a contestant in the dunk contest uh, as that G League player. And now he's, you know, getting another contract with an NBA player, uh, NBA team rather. So uh, interesting to know. I'm curious if he'll wear the uniform of the Sixers or if he'll wear uh, Delaware Bluecoats uniform. I guess we'll have to see what happens with that. But, you know, congratulations to him regardless getting another chance uh, to you know, play more minutes with an NBA team. Of course, again, it's a two-way two way deal, but still. Um, and then finally, the Spurs are restructuring Charles Bassey's contract. He was a two-way contract for them uh, up to this point in the season, but now they're re-signing him to a more standard multi-year type contract. Uh, so congratulations to him, again, kind of solidifying that uh, spot in the NBA uh, as, as a rookie. So uh, that's your transactions. That's your... Key news. Uh, now, again, we'll go to our quote unquote all uh, awards race conversation, but this will still, as I mentioned, it will more focus on these competitions and who I think will win, win these competitions as well as, you know, all-star game MVP, rising stars, MVP, things like that. Um, so let's get right into it. Uh, firstly, that skills challenge. Um, that was kind of a hard one to pinpoint because um it, if I remember correctly, I'm not ultra, you know, tuned into the exact specifics of the skills challenge. I haven't watched it too much. You know, it, it's, it can be fun, but I'm much more, you know, interested in the three point contest and slam dunk contest myself, if I'm going to be perfectly transparent with you. Um, but it seems like recently the trend has been for uh, your more skilled bigs. You know, last year you think of Evan Mobley and Jarrett Allen and that, Cavaliers uh, specific team winning um, but also they had that of course home court and home team advantage the home team fans as much of them as there are there which isn't you know 100% it might be less than 50% just due to the the poll that the all-star game gets of you know celebrity not not always celebrities but you know people who can afford to travel to whatever city all-star games in i'm kind of going off on a tangent regardless you still have a bit of that home team pull home team advantage so that makes me lean towards the jazz and of course i would root for the jazz as i am a, a jazz fan living in utah so that would be fun to see a team of jazz players win it at home team montanacumpo i think that that would be fun you know the brothers of course the honest gets the big uh big publicity as he should as one of the greatest players uh of our generation but you know his brothers are you know professional type players i think alex is playing in the g league at the moment uh Thanas is of course on the bucks roster with Giannis. um certainly not as good as Giannis, but they're still you know competent players they could have and having that family connection is that an advantage in a competition like this it may be ever so slightly I don't know. It's hard to say. Uh, the rookie team, you've got a good mix of, you know, Ben Caro and Jabari Smith Jr., who kind of fit that mold of, you know, uh, talented, uh, skilled bigs, along with the guard and Jane Ivey. Maybe that'll be my pick, just to shake it up a little bit. I, th- I feel like that team, that rookie team has a good chance of winning the skills challenge because they have a similar makeup to the team that won up last year. Let's go with that. That seems like a as good of a reason for them to win it as any. 
because again, I personally just don't have that big of a, you know, input or um, knowledge of the skills challenge itself. Uh, so I apologize for that. But that, that, that's a pick. Let's go with that. The rookie team wins that one. Uh, next, the two that I'm a little more invested in, the three-point contest and slam dunk contest. And I'm kind of already leaning away. Of course, I'd like to see Markman win it. I hope he does. But if I had to pick a, t- a player, I'm going to go with a guy. It seems like with the three-point contest, the last several winners, at least it feels like, I'm sure it hasn't been this way all the time, but it feels like it's been guys that have been in the contest in the past and lost. You know, Steph Curry was in the contest, I think, once, maybe twice before he eventually won it and has won it multiple times. Um, Clay Thompson, I think, was the same way. Um, I'm trying to think. Carl Anthony Towns potentially was as well. I think he won it just last year. Um, Excuse me. But, um, yeah, it seems like you've got to be in it and lose. Lately, it seems. You've got to be in it and lose first before you can actually win it. And so I'll go with Lillard because he has been in three-point contests, I'm sure, in the past. Um, plus, I like Lillard. He's what maybe my favorite current player. And he's been stellar this season. And he's going kind of under the radar. So this is his chance, along with the All-Star game, to kind of show up and, you know, just go crazy. Uh, and then with the dunk contest, this this can go two ways. We can either have, like, you know, the 2017 dunk contest, which had some nice dunks, but was, you know, some not big names and the, the dunk contest wasn't as exciting as the year before. Or you could, could have these guys who are younger guys, not a lot of the casual fans know, and they have stellar standout performances and it's a memorable, memorable dunk contest. Of course, that's how it is every year. You know, could be... Uh, a boring year and it makes us wonder why we're still doing the contest or it could be a fantastic year. And we say that this is the greatest thing ever. Let's have another dunk contest. You know, let's get this guy in it. Let's get, you know, uh, it's always one of the two. It's never in between. Um, that being said, looking at the rosters um, for the roster for the dunk contest, the four guys I've seen uh, Jericho Sims, I think, has an uphill battle in the sense that he's a big, he's the biggest guy in the contest. Historically, you know, power forwards and centers do not do well in the dunk contest because they make it look too easy, as odd as that sounds. You think of uh, Amari Stoudemire or a Sean Kemp. Um, obviously, the rim is closer to them because they're taller and they're bigger too, jump a bit high, you know. And, but Sims has been pretty jaw-dropping in his own way. His elevation kind of supersedes his height at times. So he's got a good chance. I like Kenny Martin Jr. I like the, uh, you know, tie to his father and, you know, the kind of legacy piece there. It'd be fun for him to break out, a, uh, you know, his dad's jersey, even though he wasn't really a dunk contest type of guy. You know, he still threw down some dunks. Um, Mac McClung, again, seen some of his stuff online. Uh, I'll probably rule out, Trey Murphy, even though he's certainly well-deserving, I don't know if he has that pull. Like, you know, again, Kenny Martin Jr., oh, he's a, he's a son. He has, you know, that legacy piece. Mac McClung is the the guard, the diminutive guy compared to these other guys. Um, you know, and Jericho Sims, again, he's the bigger guy, the ultra-athlete. Trey Murphy the third kind of gets lost as far as a, not a gimmick, but a 
you know, a touch of intrigue as far as a unique piece. So with that being said, I guess I'll go uh, most likely to win. I'll go Kenny Martin Jr. Throw that in. Why not? Um, again, this is kind of, you know, more just me reacting half and also, you know, genuine picks who I feel like would win these competitions. Um, as far as all-star MVP, that's a that's a good one because it seems like oh you know what has Jokic won an All Star MVP yet I don't think he has because it was Curry last year correct uh, let me go ahead and pull that up too um, yeah Curry last year Giannis the year before that Kawhi Durant LeBron Jokic has not won an All Star MVP. He's, of course, a two-time MVP, and it seems like recently it's guys that are former MVPs that are getting uh, – or former finals MVPs that are getting all-star MVP. That seems like that's been kind of the recent trend. So I will go with – yeah, I'll go with Jokic as far as an all-star MVP. Jokic or Lillard? Again, I feel like Lillard kind of gets lost in the shuffle – the trailblazers aren't doing that great again this season he's playing at an mvp level again and he's not in the conversation because his team isn't that stellar and so the all-star game is his chance to kind of just show off and show people hey this is you know how stellar i am and then uh rising stars challenge um mvp let's go with uh let's go with scoot henderson i don't know He's the name I'm always hearing about. I don't know much about his game, but, um, you know, it seems like he gets a lot of, you know, if when Benyama didn't get as much pull as he did, uh, Scoot Henderson would probably get a lot of conversation. So we'll go with those names. Again, this is kind of not ultra well prepared, and I apologize for that, but just thought it would be fun with the announcement of these uh, contestants and people officially. It'd be fun to kind of talk through these uh, through these points, talk about, you know, looking forward to those events, what we think might happen. Um, so hopefully that was at least somewhat interesting. Um, regardless, let's go ahead and uh, and wrap this up. Again, a little bit of a shorter episode. Um, this day in history, we had a ton of possible events from this day in history. There's usually a couple of good things from each day that are worth noting, but it was Kind of surprising how many notable events from February 14th in NBA history there are. I suppose the proximity to the trade deadline and the All-Star break uh, accounts for a lot of that. But regardless, I, I recommend looking up that day in history to see what other facts there were. I just made a note of that. The one I decided to share with you for this day in history, February 14th, going back to 1995, and it uh, fits our recent uh Again, the trade deadline, we had so much craziness with that, thought we'd share some history of the trade deadline. Uh, so in 1995, the Houston Rockets acquired Clyde Drexler, along with Tracy Murray, from the Portland Trailblazers for, uh, in exchange for Otis Thorpe, a 95 first-round draft pick, and the draft rights to Marcelo Nicola. Uh, of course, with Drexler on the team, the Rockets went on to win their second consecutive NBA championship uh, and he would continue to elevate the Rockets and keep them competitive throughout the remainder, much of the remainder of the 90s, uh, along with some other additions, you know, like Charles Barkley. But um, 
yeah, that was a huge trade deadline move, a great move for the Rockets. Um, not as great as it could have been for the Trailblazers, but they did, you know, kind of rebuild shortly after and didn't they didn't struggle for too long before becoming one of the top teams in the West again. So, anyways, again, recommend looking up, you know, today's uh, other this day in history facts because there was a lot of them, but. With that, uh, we'll probably finish things up here. We thank you all for listening. Um, we'll be back with you tomorrow for our show with Justin. We'll do our uh, normal game summaries, key news. We'll maybe do our own kind of extended uh, all-star preview type stuff. We'll maybe dip more into the playoff previews uh, for the first time because we haven't done a ton of that this season as we've kind of been letting more of that uh stuff fall into place um we'll of course have our weekly predictions as well uh so that's what we'll do with tomorrow's show um tomorrow we'll also start again with our bonus franchise focus episodes we're gonna have four of them this week we have a lot uh tomorrow we will have the charlotte hornets on thursday we'll have both the utah jazz and the sacramento kings and on friday we'll have the new york knicks again all of those uh that thursday Utah Jazz episode will be our normal Thursday uh, Thursday scheduled show. Um, but the other three are in addition to our normal shows for the rest of the week. So uh, definitely a lot to look forward to this week with the show. Uh, if you want to check out the Instagram page for the show, that's crossover across time, all one word on Instagram. Uh, we post, you know, things relating to the show and what we're doing as well as uh, share content from all across the NBA. So definitely recommend checking it out. Um, with that, we thank you for listening again, and we'll be back with you uh, tomorrow.